0: Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit Amazon.com slash sign-on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Welcome to your Vibrant Life Podcast. My name is Haley and my mission is to help busy, burnt out individuals increase their energy naturally and discover how good their bodies are designed to feel. If you're struggling with digestion, body image, or fatigue, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be providing you with the simple and effective strategies that me and my clients use to feel vibrant every day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode.
1: Welcome back to your vibrant life podcast. This is kind of funny because I feel like if you guys listened to my podcast from last week with Tyler Yorko, where we were talking about joint mobility and stability and performance, and then you jumped into this podcast, you're like, holy cow, this girl is so unhealthy. She's still sick. The truth is that I'm actually recording these podcasts back to back. Well, I recorded a podcast episode with Tyler yesterday. And I'm actually recording this one the day after. So I'm actually still recovering from a little bit of the sniffles. I was going about Mach 10 for the last probably 12 weeks of my life. There was some traveling involved, some trips to Mexico, some moving involved. I went through a breakup and moved from the Yukon back to BC. And I had one of my head coaches, for those of you who know me well, you know Lauren as well, She's my team manager and she came up from Michigan and so we traveled for 10 days together filming before our three-day client retreat up at Sun Peaks in BC and I have been flat out the entire time and behind the scenes was also selling my house and so of course there goes you know a lot of extra time into meetings and, and paperwork and things like that involved in selling the home so pretty much flat out and literally the day after the event it was almost like my body was like ah okay now we can get sick. It's almost like it new. It's like, okay, nothing on the schedule this week, time to sit down and take a break. So anyways, if I'm sounding a little bit nasally and a little bit lower energy than I usually am, that is why I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of insight. And no, this cold has not dragged on from Friday to Friday. I feel like I'm just about to kick it. It started off with a little bit of a sore throat and a tickle, and then quickly progressed into some congestion, which feels like... Today, it feels like that congestion is really coming out of my body. So I'm hoping tomorrow that I'll feel pretty much back to my normal self, ready to get back into the gym again. So today, I want to talk about being uncomfortable. (laughs) I really feel as though weight loss, we're going to talk about weight loss today. So I really feel that weight loss is misportrayed on social media and misportrayed by fad diets. It's almost as though people out there are preaching to you that your health and your wellness, your weight loss are going to come easily. Now, before we really get into this podcast, if you're not out there looking to lose weight, don't tune out on me because Discomfort is the currency of your dreams. And I didn't come up with that quote. I I believe it's a Brooke Steele quote. Discomfort is the currency of your dreams. I want to say that one more time because it is so incredibly powerful when you think about it. Discomfort is the currency of your dreams. And maybe your dream isn't about losing weight. Maybe your dream isn't about weight or body composition or health at all. But I think that this principle and concept applies to any of your goals or endeavors or aspirations in your life as a whole. And that could be your desire to have a healthy relationship. You know, uncomfortable conversations are really important in a healthy relationship. I think that it applies to your career. You know, being uncomfortable, long nights studying, you know, asking for that promotion, putting yourself out there. Maybe you're someone who's building their own business from the ground up, cold calls. All of that is uncomfortable, right? So whether your, you know, your dream is to be happy and comfortable in your body or to build a business of your dreams or to have the girl of your dreams, the relationship of your dreams, I think all of that requires discomfort. And we're going to talk about that today. So I think, you know, social media really portrays like the fluffy side of life, the cushiony, you know, kind of airy fairy, happily ever after story. But the truth is that it doesn't come easy. Weight loss does not come easy. And trust me as a health and fitness coach that coaches for weight loss and wellness, I know that this doesn't come easily and it requires an incredible amount of work and an incredible amount of discomfort. Now let's get a little bit deeper into the discomforts of, you know, going on a diet or changing your lifestyle. All of this requires discomfort, but first, you know, the misportrayed, diets out there, the fad diets. They're out there selling you that you can, you know, eat ice cream and potato chips and still lose weight as long as you're counting calories. And I think that's cool and all, but I think that if you also want to have good hormones and energy and good quality sleep and fertility and all those other things that come along with total wellness, that, you know, you can't just have whatever you want, whenever you want. I think that it does require a certain amount of discomfort. Resistance is a word that we're going to talk about and resistance is the opposite. Of what we want to feel when we're working on being uncomfortable because resistance can apply towards discomfort in a sense i don't want to feel uncomfortable so i therefore will avoid my feelings that's resistance so a lot of you know flashy fad diets and and even coaches out there are trying to sell you on the ice cream and the potato chips telling you that you can have it all the body the bowl of ice cream the potato chips whatever you want but i'm here to tell you that long-term sustainable weight loss requires a lifestyle change. And all change is uncomfortable. Change is never easy. And I always like to think of like the butterfly caterpillar analogy of the caterpillar, you know, going into that cocoon and then having to break break through the cocoon to become the butterfly. I know it's so cheesy, but it really, you know, kind of gives us that beautiful image of the transformation of breaking free of, of moving through that discomfort. And, you know, there will always be on some levels, a small amount of discomfort when it comes to maintaining your weight loss, because we are working against some of our pre-programmed, you know, internal instincts. And a lot of our internal instincts are around survival, around finding food that is, you know, easy for our body to extract the calories from. So You know, sugary foods, foods that are fatty, those are calorically dense. We have very strong reward signals for those foods. And so that's, you know, another podcast in itself. And there will always be a little bit of discomfort around, you know, making that decision of do I want that or do I not need that or want that right now. So in life, I think that we're we're really, really good at avoiding discomfort. If we're bored, we pick up our phone and we scroll on social media. Maybe we're looking at YouTube, TikTok. Maybe we are scrolling on Reels or Instagram, liking photos. Maybe we're online shopping or maybe we're on Pinterest. Maybe we're answering emails. If we're bored, there's usually something that we can do with that device in our hands. Now, another way that we avoid discomfort in our lives, there's a lot of simple ways that we do it. You know, It's too hot, we turn up the air conditioning. Too cold, we turn the heat up. If we're uncomfortable in a situation, quite often we are going to avoid that feeling by looking to our phone or turning away from whatever's in front of us. We aren't taught to feel discomfort. We aren't taught to feel uncomfortable. In fact, I would say it's almost the opposite. I remember, you know, you fall and you trip and you graze your knee and it's like, oh no, don't cry. Everything's going to be okay. It's like, don't cry, don't express that negative emotion. It's like, you know, trying to suppress that. What about when someone goes through a breakup on television? What's the first thing that their friend does? Oh, well, let's get together and eat a whole bunch of ice cream and watch girly movies and drink wine, right? It's like, what is the, the cure for a super stressful week at work? Well, a bottle of wine or a case of beer. What's the solution for a super busy day? The drive-through, order a pizza, skip the dishes. It's like those uncomfortable situations of, oh, I'm strapped for time, I'm sad, you know, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm overwhelmed. There's always that outlet that we're seeking or looking for. And a lot of the times it comes back to something of caloric value, food or alcohol, okay? Sometimes that discomfort can be avoided through other things. Maybe it is watching TV, like I mentioned, scrolling on your phone when you're bored. But I really want to focus around the importance of learning to be uncomfortable on your weight loss journey in this podcast. And learning to be uncomfortable, remember, is literally the currency of your dreams. Discomfort is the currency of your dreams. So, you know, in this, we have really learned in our lives not to feel. We've actually learned the opposite. We've learned to express emotions that other people will be comfortable with happiness, joy, gratitude. And we're taught to suppress, ignore, avoid, or sidestep around the feelings that might make other people uncomfortable. Sadness, anger, frustration. And so we've become really, really, really good and practiced at being comfortable. Now on the other side of that, if we've been become very practiced at being comfortable, we can also become very, very practiced at being uncomfortable. And light bulb moment, it's like, oh, okay, well, how the heck do I practice being uncomfortable? What does that look like? Well, I think first of all, it is learning to actually feel your emotions without immediately reacting to them. I think our initial response to emotions, so we have a thought about something, maybe we have a thought about what our partner said to us when we came home from work, they made a comment about how our pants fit and we didn't like it. And so our immediate response to that is shame, frustration, anger, whatever emotion comes up for you, and that emotion that comes up for you, you immediately want to shove down. You don't want to feel it, you don't want to express it. And so where do we go? The fridge, the snacks, right? And that is our learned behavior. And so. In order to learn how to be uncomfortable, it really just takes time. It takes time to be able to see your thoughts, to see and connect your thoughts to your emotions. It takes time to be able to connect the thought to the emotion, the feeling, and then the response. Once we start to take a deeper look at our thoughts, we can shift ourselves to a place where we become more aware of our emotions, And instead of reacting or responding to the emotion, we can just practice feeling. it. So what is practicing feeling an emotion like? What does that even mean? And I think before I started my yoga teacher training, I really, truly had no idea what this meant. Like I was a very reactive individual prior to starting my yoga teacher training. And I would say I'm still one of those people that has, you know, a a bit more heightened in a sense. But it's, I'm way better at at regulating it, right? And being able to recognize and feel those emotions, process them without reacting or responding to them. So the emotion that may come up might be anger. And anger for you might feel like a flush of prickly hotness. Maybe the feeling is sadness. And the feeling that comes up is like a big tsunami wave of wet, heavy darkness, right? Whatever that feeling is for you, it's about, Fe- literally feeling the physical sensation in your body. and do we want to sit there in it forever? No, But we want to be able to notice it, feel it, and eventually work through it. Now working through emotions is another podcast. It's another day, it's another whole lesson because we really need to learn to work ourselves up the emotional spiral, practice thought ladders, and also learn acceptance. Acceptance is not you know, playing dad rolling over and saying you win. Acceptance is the practice of moving through those uncomfortable emotions to a place where we can respond more appropriately and in our benefit. But when it comes to emotional eating and discomfort and weight loss and discomfort, a lot of times we get started on these fitness journeys and our desire is to lose the weight and feel comfortable every step of the way. I don't want to feel deprived. I don't want to feel hungry. I don't want to feel left out at the party. I don't want to feel like I can't just pay with my friends. But what happens in the short term if you do those things? If you don't have the cupcake, if you don't have the cookie, if you don't have the third glass of wine at dinner, if you choose to pack your own food to the barbecue, what happens in those settings? That short-term discomfort of maybe you're afraid that someone's going to judge you if you say no. Maybe you're afraid that you're missing out on the delicious taste of that food. Maybe you're afraid of missing out on the pleasure, right? What happens if we sacrifice that short-term feeling, the avoidance of a feeling, the avoidance of feeling left out or deprived or judged, or the short-term feeling of pleasure? What happens if we trade that for the long-term? The long-term comfort of feeling good in our bodies, of having energy when we wake up, of feeling proud of feeling comfortable in our summer clothes. Like what happens if we trade that short-term pleasure, the short-term numbing? What happens if we give that up? And that's a question that, you know, it's really important to start asking yourself. It's like in those settings, can I be uncomfortable here? Maybe you find it socially awkward not to have a drink in your hand. Can you practice feeling socially awkward and get comfortable with being uncomfortable? Can you practice saying no and getting over whatever that other person wants to feel, think, or set? And I'll give you guys a little tip. In saying no, I never say no because it makes the other person feel ashamed for their choices. And then they're gonna push back because they feel ashamed and guilty and they want you to eat what they're eating or drink what they're drinking. I just say not right now. That opens the door and says, you know what, maybe later. And also I'm not shaming you for that because sometimes I do have that beer or that wine or that cake too. It's just not right now. And that's a very powerful way to say no without causing shame, guilt, you know, or any resistance from the other party. And so what does it look like for you to be uncomfortable? Maybe it's getting home from work and feeling lonely and you're avoiding loneliness by reaching in the cupboard. What does it mean to be lonely? Just try it out for a while. You know, it's like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. But once you start working on feeling that, you can work through it. And there may be a better solution than food, right? I can almost promise you there's going to be better solution than food there always is a better solution for food unless you're hungry and then the solution is food so discomfort you guys is the currency of your dream body discomfort is the currency of your dreams and i want to give you guys one tip that really helped me to overcome emotional eating and for those of you guys that don't know my history or my story i was an emotional eater 100 i avoided my feelings by eating and i would actually resist food so Let's talk about the word resistance here for a second before I give you guys my one tip for being uncomfortable. So resistance itself is something that we often try to combat with, right? So it's like, I'm not going to eat the cupcake. I'm not going to eat the cookie. I'm not going to have the ice cream. I'm not going to have the beer. And we feel very, very, very resistant towards that. And at the same time that we're resisting the food, we're also resisting our emotion. I'm not going to feel sad. I'm not going to feel angry. I'm not going to feel unhappy. I'm not going to feel left out. I'm not going to feel socially awkward. And that amount of resistance requires an incredible amount of willpower and energy. And eventually you're going to give up. And then you're going to eat all the cookies. Not just one cookie, the whole box of cookies. So trying to resist food and avoid, resist your emotions is no better and possibly worse and possibly more catastrophic than avoiding your feelings with food. Because if you resist both, you will end up with a landslide at the end of it, which usually looks like binge purge cycles. So here is one way that you can get really fucking uncomfortable really fast. And it's going to the gym. I know that sounds so silly, like with me saying that out loud, because I love the gym. It's literally like my, one of my favorite places to be, but it's uncomfortable. Strength training is uncomfortable. It's hard. And if you're not just getting in there and doing kind of like a la-la-la workout, like getting in there and lifting hard and heavy and challenging yourself and pushing yourself and breaking a sweat and you know trying new exercises at the gym, trying challenging movement patterns. Strength training is one of the primary tools that helped me to overcome emotional eating. And here's three things that it taught me. Number one, it helped me to learn to eat to feel good instead of eat to avoid how I feel. Let's say that one more time. Strength training helped me to learn how to eat to feel good instead of eat to avoid how I felt. Number two, strength training helped me to lean into and embrace discomfort. And number three, strength training is very, very good at regulating your hunger and satiety, which is a very, very important part of weight loss, learning to eat intelligently. And I talk about intelligent eating in my program where we discuss you know the importance of understanding what's in your food, micronutrients, macronutrients, energy, calories, but also being able to listen to your body and listen to your hunger and satiety cues. And so your, your strength training will really help with insulin sensitivity, regulating hunger and satiety, and improving that relationship with food. So my throat is getting pretty scratchy, guys, and I'm gonna wrap things up for today, but thank you so, so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. Again, I apologize for the nasally voice that I have today. And uh, I hope that you guys are all having an amazing week. Peace, love, and personal growth, and I will catch you on the next episode.
0: Thank you for tuning in to your vibrant life podcast. I had so much fun and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to catch your weekly dose of health and wellness. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing you can do to support the show is to share this episode with someone who could benefit or leave a review. If you'd like to find out more about the online programs and services available at health pillars, go to healthpillars.ca and click let's work together to fill out an application. I'd love to help you create your vibrant life.